Welcome to uh, what is at present a blue heaven and uh, another Naked Football show. My guest today is a late replacement, replacing Mr. Um, Stephen Skeet, who sadly fell at Beaches Brook at the very last minute. And um, I'm very uh, glad to say Miss Rowena Mackey stepped in. And uh, thank you to both. And um, get well soon, Stephen, and hope you have hopefully have you on the uh, show next week. And yes, you can bring the, the kids if you want. Why not? Um, so, Rowena Mackey, thank you for stepping in. Your thoughts, basically, your thoughts so far on the season. We'll start with that one because it's been quite a start, hasn't it? Yes, thank you um, for having me. And my thoughts on the season thus far are how fantastic it's been, actually. And I feel that we've really stepped up to the plate. I know a lot of people are talking about it. it's a big step up and we're stepping up well and it's going well. But I honestly think that is the case. If I think about the Sunderland game, which I felt slightly less invested in only because I was watching on TV and I wasn't actually there. Um, you know, we only had 35% possession, I think, at, at, by the end, or 37% possibly by the end of the game. And that's so unusual to the kind of game play that we had been experiencing, certainly in the latter half of the um, League One season. So I think the fact that we actually even got through that game and got the win uh, was really important and very, very positive in terms of hopefully for confidence and those sorts of things for the for the players and the the team more widely. Um, and of course, last week, the, the first home game versus Stoke, well, all all I can say is if they're all going to be that stressful, I think it's going to be an unbelievably <laughs> stressful yet terribly exciting season because I thought that I'd kind of hit the peak of excitement and stress uh, last year with the exit match and, and, you know, I suppose a few of those matches leading into the um, final the final push that we did. Um, but I found myself um, surprisingly very not stressed in a bad way, just very stressed about, you know, how the day was going to go and are we going to play well and how's it going and, and all those sorts of things. And quite frankly, I think Saturday's performance was was fantastic, really, really fantastic um, and full credit to for how well the team is prepared and, and the start they've made. Yeah, second goal in particular was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Right across from one end of the pitch to the other. Very reminiscent of Derby away, if you remember that one. Very good start and... Um, I was going to ask you something when you were talking. I can't remember now, so it doesn't really matter. We can go straight into tweets if you'd like. Um, here we go. These are tweets, and these are as usual as they came in. This first one from Shaky. Why are the club issuing tickets for sale so late in this late this season? Leeds have sold their allocation before we even put ours on sale. Um, I don't know. Actually, Shaky, I don't. I guess it doesn't really matter because if Leeds will sell out their allocation anyway, and that's it, and they then they don't have any more do they so I'm not really sure there's a couple of um, tweets and emails about ticketing and uh, membership and stuff which is causing a bit of a problem for some Um, well I wonder if maybe um, from Shaky's point of view it's you'd like to know if you can secure a ticket for a match because you're going to plan your weekend or something for example and and perhaps is the question around the Leeds game is that a bank holiday long weekend so if you knew you had a ticket then 
you know that your Saturday is committed. Whereas if you don't know, is it then too late to, or you can't get a ticket, is it then too late to plan um, an alternative kind of thing to do? So I kind of think, does it matter? But trying to just think about it now in this moment, I wonder if it's if it's around knowing that you have something that you're going to versus not, and how you then spend your time. Mm. Yeah, it could be absolutely. Yeah, I know there are a few uh, rumbles about um, ticketing and uh, membership schemes and so on, but we'll come to them. Thank you for that, Shaky. Um, Simon Bowen. Hello, Simon. Evening all. Can you help? Oh, can you help me with a dilemma? My 19-year-old daughter is now in a steady relationship with a very nice young man. She's as happy as hell. I now learn he supports them up the road. What do I do? Back your daughter. Yeah, but is it is it too late to use um, family planning? <laughs> oh my word, that's a that's a question and a half. I just think if if know, if Simon's joking. daughter is uh, happy, I completely well, I don't understand the dilemma because I'm not a father, no, but, but I do understand the dilemma around those up the road. Um, perhaps it's just making sure you have those open and honest conversations with your daughter about she can unbelievably not ever support them up the road and uh, as yeah. long as that's not the case everything will be always yeah. rosy so it's just just indoctrinate her simon you know i've indoctrinated my niece she can't help it now she has to go and watch Ipswich. um i think yeah indoctrination that's the one take her to church every week you know when she gets older well no she's 19 i mean yeah just take her to church as soon as you can and you know what i mean by church nudge nudge so yeah, indoctrination that'll be for that one. Thank you, Simon. Uh, Dino, Dino, Dean Mitchell. Hello, Dino. Uh, our amazing start continues. Why does Caden Jackson have so many doubters? Uh, he always gives a hundred percent and has never let us down. Versatile squad players like him are what makes the difference. Harness too did well when he came on. It's easy to knock them and not see the bigger picture. Thoughts? Hi, Dino. Absolutely. I think um, Caden Jackson has been absolutely superb in the way that um, Mr McKenna elects to play him. I was delighted, actually, when he scored on Saturday because I think, like you just said, that he, he works hard, he gives his, his best all the time. Clearly, he's completely committed to training and those sorts of things to be able to come on and play at that level. Um, with, with respect to Marcus Harness, I, I was probably a bit of a detractor towards the end of the season, but then um, when I watched the um, on YouTube the 101 goals that we scored, someone had sort of put them all together, I was reminded of how involved um, Harness was actually. And so I just wonder if people, it's in their nature to have doubts or to want to criticise or to want to find fault, not necessarily in a major way, but, you know, in some way. And I suppose when you're coming to elite level sporting performance, you know, if you make one mistake and everybody else doesn't make any, does that then make you the standout, for example? I don't know if you know what I mean, but at that level, if you make the smallest error of judgment or you're not in the right place at the right time or your pass is a bit wayward or whatever it is, is that really noticeable if you're playing in a team and a squad where that isn't the norm? Hmm. I think, as you said, um, McKenna knows exactly what we need. He... um, he knows how to play him, doesn't he? He he knows when to use him, and he obviously uses his speed towards the end of games when t- defenders are tiring. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think McKenna really, you know, in terms of his squad and how he plays his squad, he clearly has a plan in place. Um, and 
I think it was it at Sunderland where we thought various subs were going to come on, but then they were changing, you know, as as the game was progressing, yeah. and you know, so he's obviously not opposed to changing his plans either, depending on how games are going. Mm. Um, I, I just think Caden Jackson is is a great um, example of of hard work and determination and teamwork. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, especially when you have uh, such a big um, squad that you can play, you know, on the bench as well. So is it nine subs now? I mean, he's sort of invaluable in his position at certain times, definitely. And it must be really difficult to be a player who just wants to play as much football as you possibly can to keep up really hard training, to be really committed to your training if you know you're only likely to get, you know, an impact role. I mean, I don't know if that's what Mr McKenna says to, to Caden or any other player for that matter, but, you know, you must recognise where you fit in terms of a starting 11 and it, it must be really hard to stay highly motivated at times which brings us on to uh, Eduardo of course who looks like he's going to be on his way sadly I think most fans love him as a footballer what are your thoughts yeah there? I think that's a real shame if if he's going to be on his way um, I have heard through various different discussions that it's about the fact that he wants more game time and exactly, you, you can yeah. never you can never um, knock what's the I'm after no you can't knock him for that because you know I'd want more game time as well Um so yeah, I kind of understand that, but I do think it's a it's a great shame because he's a, well, he's a standout player as far as I'm concerned. He's someone who can who can come on. I think he he offers a lot. If he's on the pitch, something happens, the game changes. Mm. Or my impression has been when he has come on um, at matches I've been at, the game changes in a positive way. Um, so I think it's really unfortunate, but I kind of understand from a player's point of view. Mm. Talking of uh, when you said. Uh that you'd feel the same if you couldn't get games. Um, we've just gone slightly off uh, off tack here, but um, Australia women. Mm. Do you want to talk about that this yeah, morning? Yeah, I, I think I think I'd like to talk about the women's World Cup as an amazing spectacle of women's sport. Actually, mm. I do think Australia um, were beaten by the the better team. I think England are such a strong unit that that they were always going to be very hard to break down. I think Australia put a lot of expectation on one individual player, Sam Kerr. Um, I think Australia played their their big game in the in the match against France. Actually, I think that was their big game. And if they if they could have had their big game against Australia, I think it might have been a bit different. So. I just think in terms of a spectacle, though, um, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I think the crowds in Australia and New Zealand have overwhelmingly and hugely positively embraced women's football, women's sport. And, you know, well, I'm Australian. I, I obviously have contacts with Australia and, um, you know, my friends and, and family are just saying how amazing it is. You know, there's cinemas who are putting on games so that people can go in and watch them together. They've got all the outdoor screens up um, for all of the games. You know, one of the big um, basketball leagues cancelled their Wednesday night fixtures because they didn't want, want people to clash, to, yeah. to clash with, with that. And, and I just think that's really, really important. And... So I'm I'm really sad for Australia because I would have liked to have seen them gone through. Of course I wouldn't, especially being the um, the home team. Having said that, you know I'm not biased enough that I couldn't see that England have just played really superb football today. Yeah, I think as a team. Yeah, actually. I think they they were probably better as as a unit, weren't they? Yeah. But then again, you, you know, got to semi final. That's that's nothing to. Well, absolutely. We're going to be top four, you know, exactly. it's in some way, shape, or form, and yeah. I, I just think that is really superb. And I and I feel. 
for Australia that I think there's a lot of publicity and press about the fact that Sam Kerr was injured and, and stuff like that. Now, that can't be great for all the other team who are there training hard and working hard and those mm. sorts of things. And I guess they're such tight-knit units that maybe those sorts of comments don't affect individuals. But, you, you know, it's hard when you put all that weight on one person. And, in fact, how must Sam Kerr be feeling tonight if, you know, she, she scored you know a fantastic goal, didn't she, and then yeah. missed two that might have you know gone differently but then you know it's a team effort it's not her so I just hope that um that yeah there's lots of support around the Australian women's team at the minute because I thought they did an amazing job and more widely I think what Australia does really well in my experience is they do sport really well and I think that's been a very good example of that it'll be interesting to see how football itself kicks in in, if you'll excuse the pun (laughs) kicks in in uh in Australia and New Zealand of course because they're not big soccer Uh, uh, countries are they and uh, I know they have the A-League yep so they've Uh, got a well established men's league so yes it would be interesting to see whether that has an impact on the women's league yeah if it has an impact on both actually you know because Mm. there's going to be a lot of men watching that as well absolutely and And in fact that was something I noticed in a lot of the crowds shots that you saw was there were lots of men but actually there are lots of young boys there you know with all their their Australia kit on you know I was looking at some little lad this morning who had his face all painted up and you know they were properly excited and jumping up and down and so I think it's been a superb superb tournament I really do and and full credit to the Antipodean those down under fantastic (laughs) get in there Ka-chang. Oh, whoever wanted word of the day, you might have lost it to the, to Antipodean. Yeah. Um, Frankio, with the proliferation of town podcasts... Oh, is, is that the attempt of word for the day, proliferation? Oh, yes. Antipodean might oh, yes, just get sorry, it. Oh, yes, sorry, Frankio, yeah, because yeah. I, I was just reading this while you were talking. With the proliferation of town podcasts, does, does the panel think that by the end of this season all fans will be producing their own? In the words of a great Scot, Mr George Burley, of course, there can only be one. Love the show. P.S. Do I win word of the day? Um, if you make this the one podcast, then you can have word of the day, Frankio. <laughs> no, um, I do agree. There are a proliferation of podcasts. There's another little slightly... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't really matter. There's more on podcasts later. Sorry, you were about to say something. I was about to say, I I, I think it's this whole podcasting thing and, you know, the videos that, that people are making and putting together their 20-minute summary of the shows, and uh, sorry, not the shows, the, the matches and those sorts of things. I think it's just a sign of, a, of the times. This is what the younger generation does. This is how they engage with, yeah. with their world this is how they manage the experiences they have um i don't particularly like or dislike them i have noticed that there's far more of them so when you search for something on youtube you know there's lots of stuff there that you now have to go through um but it just strikes me as especially for the younger generation that's their normal method and modes of communication it is um and so i'm not I'm not sure what I feel about that, really. Uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm have, not sure what I feel about that. Yeah, we have another one, which is us intimating just now that there's a, sort of a slightly controversial one coming up, I think. Um, so we can go back to that. Uh, but as I said, these are in order. Alex Morton, what does the panel think of the new style of stadium announcing now that Mark Murphy has replaced Stephen Foster? And I'll add to this because I was looking on, um, I think it was those were the days forum, and quite a few... People, I think Mark does a really good job. Actually, feel sorry for Steve because you know we know him quite well. Um, but uh, the sudden announcement of the scores, which weren't even final scores, and then 
slamming on loud music um, it doesn't really matter what the music is just seemed to kill the atmosphere for me and after the game on Saturday I just thought you know let the fans show their appreciation um, put the scores up by all the means but you don't need to read them out um, yeah, what are I'll... your thoughts on that because I know that toing and froing on social media about that one so. yeah I'm absolutely in the camp which says there's no need for loud music at the end you don't need to read the scores out and especially when they're not the final scores in any case and actually it's so emotional down there at Portman Road it is just so emotional all of the time that I personally just want to sing if I want to sing listen to what's being sung look at look at the team look at the players I don't want loud music banging away in the background just as you say killing the atmosphere because that's enough to make me think do you know what I'm out of here now you know I don't yeah. I don't want to I don't want to hear this I want to stand here and see the see the team and be part of the team and be part of this experience and this win and let's hope that, that they continue to be wins that that's what I want to do I don't want anything played out loudly that just kills all that and mm. and that's what it did feel like on Saturday I, I was really disappointed when that happened if you want my honest answer yeah and I, I know in the lower north they were trying to uh, get someone to do the fist pump um, but I don't think the players could hear that because of the music and that would have been um, I personally don't it? see the point of the music like if you went to a sporting match and it's 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 a match where there is no sound and there is no chanting and there is no noise well yeah go for it put on the team song or put on whatever it is at the end so that people can politely clap and I suppose I'm thinking about an experience I had in um, Japan where you know the crowd involvement was very polite and there was clapping and those sorts of things so absolutely in those circumstances put on the team song but in our circumstances, I, I would argue it just really detracts. And for me personally, it's a huge negative. It, it's a huge negative and I don't like it at all. And I think that it shouldn't be played, any song. And, and they shouldn't be reading stuff out. It should be, you know, let's stay in the stadium the and, con- and congratulate our team as they come around to say their thanks. Mm. Let's show yeah. your appreciation. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all we need to do. We don't need the rest. Yeah, I suppose the idea or Mark's idea was that all the club's idea is that it gets everyone clapping together but it didn't seem to work on Saturday did it but you see that's that's a nonsense argument and I know that you're just sort of putting it out there that's a nonsense argument because everyone can end up clapping together just through chanting yes so through general play does the crowd stand up when someone starts singing stand up if you hate the scum absolutely (laughs) in general play do we all know which clap we do when we've just scored a goal or we've nearly got a goal you know when we've got Nathan setting us off ready for whatever we don't need music to do that we don't need any music to do no, that that's quite true agree um we'll see let's see if what response we get to that thank you alex um nice controversial one there um kevin Beatty foundation that's young milk hello milk eating gb another great show and guests i'm sure <laughs> what thanks mate what do you think about the membership scheme as we've seen lots of annoyance on how season ticket holders have been treated great starts the season and three points Saturday keep up the great show thank you Mark yes you see this is another one about the membership scheme I'll go first this time because I think as far as the points system for especially away games it's it's a bit it's it seems unfair because the, those that continue to go are going to continue to get all the points, and other people can't possibly catch up. I guess, especially if it's uh, grounds that aren't that big, even though they're much bigger now. Having said that, I don't know that there's a better system, so um, I can't think what else they can do. But I do agree it is a bit bit controversial. But your thoughts? 
I find I find these sorts of issues really difficult to manage because there's a whole new expectation around wanting and expecting to be able to get to games, isn't there? Do you just say sod it, we'll have a random ballot and that's the way we'll do it? And mm. but then that's not going to be fair for those people for those who who do genuinely go yeah. and do a lot of travel. And so yeah. I can kind of understand both sides of the story and I just don't think there's an easy way to navigate through this especially and it's especially exacerbated at the minute isn't it because is that a word for the day anyway it's Mm. especially exacerbated at the minute because the town's just doing so terribly well yes exactly so that's a non-answer I know but I just think it's a really hard problem yeah it is and uh, I suppose it's a good job we're in the championship and not still in division one otherwise it'd be even worse Um, Mullet hello Mullet I love Sam Morsey as he does Um, what have you made of the changes in community engagement on and off the field since Game Changer took over? Well, perhaps if if I could... Um, hello, Mullet. Um, I personally think it's been fantastic because my understanding of the history of the club is the foundation kind of just didn't happen um, for a number of years and I, I, I don't want to be political at all about that, but I think that just sort of... There was no really foundation activity. So in a very short space of time... Um, what is it, about 18 months now, possibly a little bit more, it strikes me that the Foundation have started to do an enormous amount of fantastic work in the community and trying to link with the community and actually linking with the community really, really well. Uh, And I wonder if, you know, they're in danger of, of... of running a whole load of things and and burning themselves out or not having enough um, resources to do that and and I say that because I don't know if if you receive it mullet but uh, I get the monthly foundation newsletter where they outline all the different activities they've been doing every month and if I just have a quick look at my email now I mean there's just so many things they're doing you know power chair football frame football refugee football walking football the Golden Days Dementia Cafes, they do an enormous amount of work in schools. It's not just about football. Um, you know, they've got their inflatables, they've got talking spaces, you know, the fan zone. I think I think the fan zone has been a, a hugely popular mm. um, way to enjoy a game day. So from my experience, I would argue that the foundation is, is doing really, really well. And I think trying to reach, you know, hard to reach elements of, of the community. Yeah, and, and I engage think, with them positively. And it does seem that the players are engaging as well with the whole thing, aren't well, they? Well, didn't George Edmondson, um, wasn't he linked yeah, to he a was, disability team and he bought their kit and yeah, and all those yeah. sorts of things? Because, because, yes, the players really want to be involved as well. And so, from what I know, I think it's it's really positive. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that, Mullet. Um, Padraig Mallet, hello mate, uh, evening Graham and esteemed guest, <laughs> great to hear your dulcet tones back on Naked Football Show, greetings from Hot Roads, oh yeah, cool, blimey, yeah, I hope you haven't caught fire yet, uh, what a great start so far for Vaclav, he stepped up to the mark, any concerns there may have been over Cameron Burgess being up to championship football have so far been unfounded and of course George Hurst has broken his championship duck, probably far too early to speculate where we might finish but what additions to the squad do you and your guests think might enhance our chances of a top six or even promotion? Roll on next Saturday where I get to see Tam for the very first time this season, this season even if it's from the home stands. Oh dear, good luck with that. Uh, not sure if this new ticketing system works, but that's for another discussion. Well, actually, Padraig, it looks like it's a present discussion, but it's sort of two or three, uh, two or three um, tweets and uh, emails about that. Any additions in what positions do you think we need? Well, just while you were reading the the rest of the, the tweet, I just thought, I don't know that I can think of any additions at this point in time. Um, I think the squad's really really great I think they're working together really well all the reasons we've talked about before and I think there's lots of depth there so I can't easily suggest anything at this point no it's hard isn't it 
everyone's picking different positions um thanks for that mate um this is from slowball good evening love the show we're riding along i'm trying to quicken up now we're riding along on the quest of a wave and town have been on sky blimey charlie what a start qpr up next though it's uh, too early to tell who are the strongest clubs in this division but are the panel cautiously cautiously optimistic like i am and what are your expectations for this season and have they changed i was thinking top half would be sufficient prior to the start but dare we dream good day to you keep Smiling, God bless Vermund Brekker You probably do know him, but he was very much a, a fringe player. Carry on. Okay, so hi, slow. I hope you're well. Um, unlike you, I'm stupidly optimistic, and I think we're definitely in the playoffs. Blimey. There was another tweet talking about a Stoke vlogger, which goes back to what you sort of alluded to earlier, which we can't really cover, but uh, apparently he was threatened with being kicked out if he carries on vlogging. So we need to know about uh, what the people's thoughts are on that. In the meantime, we're going to have a tough away game at QPR, who won last week. Um, thoughts and predictions? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. Um I think it's probably going to be a 1-1 draw. Yeah, you don't think... Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I don't think we're going to win three in a row. But here's hoping. I don't think it's it's impossible. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Till next week, take care. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>